You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Well, hello everyone and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. We talk about a lot of things on this show. And today we are going to also open up the phones for call-ins during the second segment of this show. And um, if you're interested in calling us after you hear this introductory part, um, you can dial one 346 I'd like to hear some new callers today. All right. So today our exploration on our episode 43 is all about what it means to open your third eye and see. In the East, traditionally, the third eye has been referred to as an energetic center of awakening consciousness. Various Hindu, Buddhist, and Taoist practices focus on the opening of the third eye. But references to opening the third eye have been universal. For various tribes in Africa, to North and South American indigenous cultures, Ancient and modern people have depicted their understanding of the third eye and its function in humanity's awakening in art and literature. Western mystics have referred to the third eye throughout the ages. So, if the third eye and the opening of it is known and taught around the world for millennia, why isn't it even discussed in regular schools? Why is it not yet a household term? referred to by everyone. Why isn't it part of everyday conversation for most people? Your third eye and the abilities that it represents are so important throughout the ages, there have been those who have fanatically sought to keep the knowledge and know-how hidden from the masses. With the advent of increasingly sophisticated chemical, electronic, and psychic technologies, Those with the resources and ambitions to control large portions of the population have steadily been experimenting with mind control and strategies and practices to make groups of people complacent and docile. Like me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) One of the targets of such experiments has been to diminish the functions of the physical counterpart of the inner third eye, the pineal gland. It has long been known to mystics and enlightened masters, to those who learn to master their third eye, masters, the world. So, naturally, those who are greedy and have an unquenchable thirst for power and domination are chopping at the bit to not only master their own third eyes, but to try to restrict everyone else's ability to do so. We talk about this because it's kind of an important part of why it's not a household word. <laughs> Yet, as angels are often quoted as saying, fear not. You are never limited by the conditions of the body or the world around you. 
That is part of the path of opening your third eye and learning to see with the eye of spirit rather than being fully dependent on the two eyes of the body and thus being a hostage to them. Opening your third eye and seeing clairvoyantly sets you free and it is necessary it is a necessary part of your journey of awakening and realizing your true nature. But don't get easily discouraged if you don't learn the three easy steps to instant enlightenment like a lot of people put out there. In in truth, it only takes one step. As a Zen master once said, quote, if you wanted to be enlightened as much as a drowning man wants to breathe, you would be enlightened in an instant, unquote. That's one of my favorite sayings there. For most of us, however, it's quite a journey to the promised land. Don't be a couch potato, but neither be in a rush to get there. For enlightenment or full awakening isn't a journey to anywhere out there. Rather, you need to open the door inward into limitlessness and eternity. So let's get to the practical application of the third eye and learning what it would take to open your third eye that you can see. Michael. Yes. You have been teaching clairvoyance and clairvoyant development as an integral part of one's spiritual growth for now going on mm, 45 years. Wow. (laughs) Wow. You must be really ancient. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) My, My mother thought so when she saw me right after I was born. I suppose once you're ancient, you're always ancient. So, in all of these years of taking part in teaching literally a number of thousands of people pretty much to where they can not only see auras and energy flow and chakra centers and spirit guides and all, but to a point where they could actually give people clairvoyant readings and healings, what were a couple of the what were the, a couple of the biggest hurdles for them to overcome from your perspective? Well, as amazing as that may sound to some of our listeners, getting started in being able to read people in depth clairvoyantly is just the beginning. Once a person gets to that stage in their spiritual growth, we can really start to learn and grow. That's once you're, you know, pretty well reading people clairvoyantly. And, but don't let this discourage you because everyone will eventually arrive at their true destination by hook or by crook. (laughs) Okay, so what are a couple of the greatest obstacles I've most often observed people having to overcome in learning to open their third eye and develop their clairvoyance. First of all, all that seeming obstacles seekers run into are not really complicated and difficult things in and of themselves. In fact, the most difficult parts seem difficult because the student has become an expert in making things difficult (laughs) over the years before they reawaken to their need to learn to see with the inner or third eye of spirit. The biggest challenge in, in learning is really unlearning 
all the bad habits that they've learned to imagine that they don't see as spirit clairvoyantly. But more specifically, the first challenge is to get into the present moment. Pull yourself out from the past and the future. That's a tricky one. Yeah, because if you pay attention to what you're thinking about and you know what you're concerned about and everything on a day-to-day basis throughout the day, you'll be surprised, you'll be amazed how much of the time of every single day you spend regretting the past, worrying about the past, you know, being afraid that the future is going to bring out the same stuff as what you couldn't stand in the past or things like that. Past, future, past, future. So in relationship to seeing clairvoyantly, as long as you think your seeing is in the future, as in when I learn to develop my clairvoyance enough, I'm going to be able to see auras and read people. Guess what? What did I just do? I put my clairvoyant seeing into the future. I said, when I learn to develop. So, yes, I want to become clairvoyant. You know, that's where many people are at. And I'd love to be able to see. But I don't see yet. I'm going to see once I learn it, once I become able to. That's putting it into the future. That's separating your inner and the innate ability of seeing outside of yourself, separate from yourself, into this really non-existent place called future. That's only in our mind there's a, such a thing as a future. You're imagining to yourself over and over that one of these days, when you do things right, you'll get to see clairvoyantly. You got to drop that way of thinking. You already see clairvoyantly, just like we all do. It's not just, oh, Michael's different. <laughs> no, we're all this way. The only difference for me, I just recognize it more. It's just that it's such a different kind of seeing that most of you hardly recognize anything you are already seeing in this way, clairvoyantly, because it's you're concentrated in the physical scene. It's not too different than being so preoccupied with getting to your office downtown in time. I'm late, I'm late, you know, I got to get there. And you rush past the most beautiful garden in the meticulously maintained park on your walk to your office. And when your coworker says to you, you're so lucky that you get to see that beautiful garden on your way to work every single morning and on your way home every afternoon, you have no idea what she's talking about. Oh, you are completely distracted to, I got to get to work, I got to do this. Or you were already in your, you know, the email you're going to write or the meeting you're going to have. That's how most people are with their clairvoyance. It's not that they don't see or can't see. They're just way too preoccupied with more pressing worldly matters. Well, at least more pressing to them. That they don't recognize what they're seeing other than what's right in front of them physically. And even that they miss. (laughs) Right? And 
They go, what? I didn't notice that. But if you can, re- you know, look at, gee, if you don't notice a lot of physical things right in front of you that's happening because you're so immersed in worrying about something or, you know, trying to stress out about doing this or that or something correctly, how are you going to possibly recognize what's right in front of your third eye that you're staring at all the time? So that's, that's where, that's one of the biggest distractions. And so that's one of the first real obstacles for many beginners wanting to develop their clairvoyance, realizing that they already see clairvoyantly and for them to stop looking out there out there, somewhere, or or in the future. That's also some time else, as is just as much as somewhere else. And they're looking separate from themselves, eventually, to be able to see clairvoyantly. And, and then they put other obstacles in front, like, well, if I do this right, if I learn this technique correctly, I'll be able to do this. That's That gets... That puts the obstacle between you and your already seeing. Then the next thing is, in fact, if you go along with us here, go ahead and sit comfortably in a chair. Ah, yeah. Okay. I feel so much better when you feel better. (laughs) So as you have both feet on the floor, close your eyes. And sit comfortably, but fairly straight, and give yourselves a deep breath or two. Let yourself be and imagine a grounding cord. Imagine that tree trunk extending from your first chakra, the energy disc just above the tip of your tailbone, all the way to the center of the earth, some 3,600 miles. That's your grounding. Imagine that tree trunk clearly extending. It's connecting your first chakra to the very center of the earth. Now imagine that you're behind the center of your head. You're behind your eyes in the center of your head. And you're aware and neutral. Not you're going to be aware and neutral. You are aware and neutral right now. You're aware and neutral to everything you're experiencing. Let them just be, whether it's an itch, whether it's a pain, discomfort, noise, or some thoughts going around in your head. Just let that be. Neutrality means letting it be. Notice that normally, when you think of looking at something or seeing something, you look with your two physical eyes, even without thinking. That's a lot of practice you've had looking and seeing with your two physical eyes. You do that every day, unless you're physically blind. But to open your third eye and see clairvoyantly, you don't use your physical eyes at all. Ah, that's not how you see clairvoyantly. So that's part of the reason I have you close your eyes first. And as you close your eyes, tell your eyes they get to relax for right now. They don't have to work. They don't have to look. They don't have to see. 
And so, just like when you sleep, you know, you're resting your eyes. So, let them rest for right now. And when you're certain, oh yeah, I don't have to look with my physical eyes, then naturally, when you decide, but I would like to see with my third eye, I'd like to see clairvoyantly, you start withdrawing your energy and attention from what you might see physically with your eyes, and your awareness starts to transfer to the third eye area, the sixth chakra, your eye of the spirit. And to open your third eye and see clairvoyantly, you have your attention, your energy center right behind the center of your forehead. It's a major part of your third eye structure. Notice as you decide to see with your sixth chakra, your third eye, your attention and energy and awareness begins to move out of the physical eyes even more and into that center behind your forehead. So if you practice this often and consistently, you begin to train yourself in your own mind to look differently using the third inner eye rather than the two physical eyes. And know that while you have your eyelids closed, your physical eyes are still seeing. So if you see some of that darkness or even a little glow coming through that darkness, know that that's just you using your physical eyes still and seeing that's what you see with your physical eyes. But don't make confuse that as an invalidation that because it's dark with just a little glowy stuff, you're not seeing clairvoyantly. No, that's you're still in transition and you're going to start to see more and more with your third eye. So this is one of the first hurdles for a lot of people learning to see clairvoyantly. I'm going to interrupt Michael right now because it's time for our first break. So I'm going to mention something coming up, and then we're going to continue this conversation. Coming up right on this coming Saturday, November 24th, from 10 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific time is our teleclass, Getting to Know Your Astral Body. This special class is part of our Wake Up to Your Astral Life series. Your astral body is the subtle energy body that you travel in when you're on the astral plane out of your physical body. To steal a line from a credit card commercial, your astral body. Don't leave your body without it. We hope you can join us for the teleclass. Get details and sign up on our website events calendar section, michaeltamura.com. That's our website. Or call our office at 530-926-2650 during regular business hours, Pacific time, Monday through Friday, to sign up. And the sign up is a little different this time, so listen to the voice message on our office phone for that. We'll explore more about opening your third eye and seeing when we return. We will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. 
Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Today we're talking about what it means to open your third eye and see as well as what's involved in doing that. You know, the word clairvoyant means clear seeing. And of course, that sounds like something you do with your eyes. And yes, you can see clearly with your eyes or not. But this eye is one that's naturally, actually in every creature that has a head. (laughs) But human beings are much more evolved And many of you are walking around with that third eye half open or a third open or partially open and you don't even know it. So Michael was talking about closing your eyes and tuning into that third eye. And Michael, could you talk a little bit about, you know, in India where people put the little bindi dot right between their eyebrows Mm -hmm. to say hello to that third chakra? The third, uh, the sixth chakra. I'm sorry. Third eye. Third eye. Sixth chakra. (laughs) (laughs) Too many many numbers. Yeah. So before the break, uh, you were being in that meditation space. So if you can continue, if you'd like to join us with this, just have both feet flat on the floor, grounded with that tree trunk. Imagine that tree trunk going all the way from your first chakra to right above your tip of your tailbone to the center of the earth. And notice what happens. Yeah, you're letting go. And you're letting yourself be. The more you can let yourself just be as you are, the more you start to be the spirit, soul that you are, that you really already are. You don't have to become that. And the same goes with your clairvoyance. As you're in the center of your head, just imagine being in the center of your head with your eyes closed. Ah, notice how that starts to settle in into being more neutral, quieter. You might start to be aware of more 
thoughts going on in your head, but that's okay. Just let all that be, and after a while, if you don't, you know, put a lot of energy in it, it'll just start to pass through, and thoughts will change, feelings will change, but you'll stay neutral and centered. And with your eyes closed, what we were doing earlier was, oh yeah, relaxing your physical eyes and just going, okay, I don't have to use my physical eyes right now. I'm going to use my third eye. And as you obviously want to see clairvoyantly, you naturally your awareness when you don't have to pay that much attention to the physical sight and physical eyes goes to your third eye. And you might start to notice there's a kind of a sensation or uh, something happening right behind your forehead. And Raphael is asking about that bindi dot that uh, a lot of the Hindu people put uh, right between the eyebrow area. Well, there's a whole area that's related to your third eye. There's a lower part and the upper part. And in this, we're using the upper part, which is more directly behind your forehead, slightly above where most people put their bindi dots. Where that bindi dot is between between the the uh, uh, eyebrows, that's where you start to see more clairvoyantly of what's in this world with your etheric body. But that's for another another show <laughs> somewhere down the line. But when you put your attention behind the forehead, ah, then you're that's going to allow you to start to see much more easily where people are at, their energies, their aura, uh, and what they're creating, so forth and so on, as the soul that they are. So as you're starting to transfer, you might start to notice, oh yeah, for many people, when you close your eyes, you first notice the darkness from closing your eyelids. Well, that's still looking with your physical eyes. That darkness is only seeing through your physical eyes that you're that's used to seeing the brightness of day or lights in your room and when you close your eyes for a little while ah you're still looking with your physical eyes so everything turns dark except after a while it, there's a little bit of a glow if there's any light sunshine or artificial light in your room that's bright enough to pass through the thickness of your eyelids ah then you start to see a little glow through the darkness. But that's still looking with your physical eyes. Let that just be. Don't, don't get too hung up on that one way or the other because that's not the clairvoyant seeing. That's just you going into rest mode on your physical seeing. Then more and more as you start to recognize that and not separate your seeing from your inner self, by saying, okay, when I get clairvoyant, I'm going to see auras. No, right now you're seeing it. Right now you're seeing everything clairvoyantly, but the only catch there is you might not be recognizing most of what you're seeing. Okay, That's the only difference between Rafiami and you. We recognize more of what we're already seeing, whereas if you've lived your life thinking that even if you're interested in clairvoyance and read about it and everything, you think, oh, that's 
that person's clairvoyant already, and I'm not, and I wish I could be like that person who's a clairvoyant and see what he or she is seeing. Now, you're already seeing it. So the sooner you can drop, I'm not clairvoyant yet, but I want to be, and just decide, I am clairvoyant. I am seeing. Now, what I like to do is start to find out more for myself what I'm already seeing. And what I'm already seeing may not always be, at first especially, what I want to see. So you might be going in your own mind, I want to be clairvoyant because I want to see other people's auras and know all about them. Okay, that's fine. But when you start to see clairvoyantly, that may not be what you first start to notice because we got to start with what you're already seeing. And for most people, when they first start to discover what they're already seeing, they've been looking at stuff they don't want to see. (laughs) Yeah, like they've been looking at darkness. They've been looking at, I can't see clairvoyantly. Images of, I can't see, I wish I could see. That's another image, I wish I could see. And these are not true. It's, I wish I could see, is based on your imagination that you're not seeing anything, just because you didn't recognize what you were seeing. And your attention wasn't in the right place to recognize what you're seeing. If your attention's on a physical level, all you can see is physical stuff. When your attention is on spirit, your inner beingness, then your attention, especially when you close your eyes, goes more and more to what's going on in your inner being in your mind. Huh. But your inner being, well, if you've ignored it a lot, if you said, oh, you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't trust myself, I don't believe in myself, I don't think I'm very good, I'm not very capable, I make lots of mistakes, I'm a failure, all those things. That's what you've been looking at clairvoyantly are all the what's wrong with you. Yeah, if you'll notice and continue to have your eyes closed and be in the center of your head and be aware and neutral because as I talk about this, some of these things are going to come up and I know already several of you, aha, aha, yeah. And so as, as this comes up, don't get caught up in all that. Just recognize it. Go, oh, yeah. I have been looking at what's wrong with me, what's wrong with me throughout my life. That's a long time. <laughs> That's a lot of times. So, okay, you got to get out of the habit. Just like you have to get out of the habit of depending on your physical two eyes to look and expect to see clairvoyantly, which you won't. Oh, yeah, I have to get out of that expectation, get out of that habit of depending on my physical eyes to see clairvoyantly. Okay. And then once you start to recognize more of what you see clairvoyantly, it's not going to be necessarily what you want to see, like beautiful auras and beautiful colors and and images of the future or whatever. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is, but it might not be. Don't get discouraged because if you start to see, gee, I'm, I'm not doing very well with this stuff. Yeah, I've, I've been trying to do what he just said, but yeah, I don't see anything. That's what you're seeing. 
<laughs> this is a huge obstacle for most people to get going because they're seeing so clearly, but it totally doesn't fit their expectation of, well, every clairvoyant I've ever heard talk, talked about you have green in your aura, red in your aura, yellow in your aura, and, and this is what it means, and you're having a hard time with your relationship with this person, and your future is going to be like that. I don't see any of that stuff. And, and so you dismiss what you're seeing, invalidate, but what you're seeing is actually very accurate when you start to recognize, oh, I'm not seeing anything. I'm not see- I can't see anything. I-, I wish I could see. That's what you're seeing. That's been in your mind for a long time. And, but it doesn't look like anything, does it? No. It seems like just you're hearing thoughts and you're knowing thoughts in your head. And, and you're knowing the frustration, the, the feeling of invalidation or failure or mistake or something's wrong with me kind of thing. You're looking at all that stuff. And that's why you're feeling it. That's why you're thinking it. Because these thought pictures and feeling pictures have already been there. So what you do with that, this is the next step. But you have to be Again, aware of being grounded, center of your head, neutral, and go, okay, I don't have to keep on looking at all those, you know, pictures of me being stupid or retarded or, you know, not very good or I can't do this, all that stuff. Those are just images. So imagine a picture of a rose out in front of you. You're making a new space to put all those thoughts and feelings and images from your mind into a different place, into this rose. And just imagine, you're lifting those thoughts and pictures and feelings that go in those pictures, and they're all moving into that rose, out of your head, out of your, your conscious part of your mind, into that rose. And notice, as you let it all go, and once you know they're all in the rose now, okay, now imagine the rose exploding into this bright light. Ah, imagine this flash. Yeah, you just exploded all that. Give yourself a deep breath. And notice any subtle difference. Okay? And then imagine a bright, beautiful gold sun above your head. Gently bring in that gold sun. Fill up from the top of your head to the tips of your toes, fingertips, everything. Your whole space fills up with this golden energy of life. And experience, imagine every cell of your body coming alive with this golden sunshine. Ah, all right. And then once you do that, say hello to yourself, congratulate yourself, stretch, and then gently bend on over. Always finish any meditation like this, bending on over, dangling your arms and hands and head just to release any excess energies. And then come back up. Gently open your eyes. Now, ah, you can look with your physical eyes. And you might notice it takes a few moments to readjust to seeing with your physical eyes, physically. So, ah, now give yourselves a couple of deep breaths. And notice as you're now resuming seeing with your physical eyes and look around the room with your eyes open and you see, you know, 
your legs and you see maybe the chair you're sitting on, the floor, ceiling, color of the wall, whatever. And notice, oh, that's very different seeing than what you were seeing before. Okay? And that's partially because you've cleared a lot of energy that's not yours out of your space just by doing these exercises. And that will make it much easier the next time you close your eyes and go in the center of your head to start to tune into your more clairvoyant seeing. You know, Michael, I was thinking about this while you were talking, and that is um, it's very much like if you go into a crowded, noisy room, and if you're not talking to someone, let's say you're quietly sitting in a corner, and you decide to tune into that person way over on the other side of the room and, and what they're saying. And if you're really in your center and really have your ears tuned, you can hear what that person is saying all the way across the room, whereas otherwise that person's voice is just mixed in. And it's like that with your clairvoyant seeing Mm -hmm. as well. So anyway, um, we're about to come upon our second break. Um, I I know I did. (laughs) So um, Michael wanted me to mention to you, and I would like to mention to you as well, if you haven't read his wonderful book, You Are the Answer, Discovering and Fulfilling Your Soul's Purpose, this is a perfect time to do so. It's a classic. And it will make a great Christmas gift for your friends and family. You can get it through our website, michaeltamora.com, or through amazon.com. I promise it'll be worth your while. Also, while you're on our website, be sure to check out our current teleclass I talked about before. In the ongoing series, you might be more psychic than you think, developing your soul abilities for your spiritual growth and fulfillment. Our next teleclass, Getting to Know Your Astral Body, will be given this Saturday, November 24th, from 10 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific time. When we return, we'll continue to help you open your third eye and see. We will see you in a couple of minutes. Thank you. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you frustrated that you can't seem to achieve your goals? Stop struggling and discover your power on Creatrix, creating the life you want, hosted by Amira Mondin. This show features the world's most intriguing guests, ready to guide you to self-realization using the powerful gift of your own mind. Tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What makes someone successful in their field? On Transformational Energy Leadership, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey speaks to amazing guests who share their ideas, advice, tips, and tricks as to what defines success for them. The result is positive transformation for you. You'll learn that personal energy is the key to make it work, and you'll hear through actual examples how to bring that positive transformation to life. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening 
listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Great to have you back. Well, we've been discussing what it is to open your third eye and see, as well as what it takes to do so. So, Raphael, you know, you've been teaching over three decades. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's how old I am, huh? (laughs) Yeah, you started when you were three, right? Right. right. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) So, in all these years of teaching clairvoyance and clairvoyant development, what's some of your mm, top or chief uh, observations and, and, you know, what would help people get going more on developing their ability to see clairvoyantly? Well, there's a lot of things. Of course, I always recommend uh, these meditative um, uh, techniques that we teach or that other people teach to get you to your center and quiet. But one of the things um, I've done years and years and years of, of uh, clairvoyant readings on people. And many people who come to me are either partially awakened or their third eye is blazing open and they don't know what's going on. In fact, some people become really afraid about what they're seeing and so forth, such as when they see the future and it's negative and all this. And we can talk a little bit about that. But one of my favorite insights I like to give to the budding clairvoyants that come my way is that when that third eye opens up, it's like discovering a part of yourself that you forgot about. It's like owning a house that you've lived in for the length of your lifetime, and suddenly you've discovered a room that wasn't there before, or perhaps discovering when you're in the house and you've opened the curtains for the first time and there is a whole other world out there. And some people get kind of afraid when this happens. And what I tell them is, hey, the world, that world has been here all along. If you were uh, living in a house where you never looked outside, and then suddenly one day you looked outside and there's it, there's this whole incredible world out there. Or, you know, if you are a cat who's been inside of a house all your life and you, somebody throws you outside, <laughs> you know, it's almost overwhelming. I watched that happen with my cat Merlin one time when he got out of our house. Is all he could do is be in the little circle of area in front of our house that he could view from, from his favorite window. And we're like that, you know, we kind of limit ourselves quite a bit. And when we're able to start to perceive something else, um, and it could be very, very positive, it could be very neutral, or it could be really negative. But when you're looking from the center of your head, the third eye place, being, you know, when you're meditating, you come into the center of your head, you clear everybody and all their thoughts and all your thoughts out of there, it's a place of neutrality. It's a place where it has no judgment. It's just you see what you see. So if you open your curtain every morning like we do at our house, what's out there is what's out there. And what's out there is really a part of everything anyway that you just didn't know about. Yeah. And, you know, this is a human nature, I think. 
where we tend to dismiss what's obvious to ourselves. You know, it's like, you dismiss it in the way of, well, this is obvious. It's not anything special. It's not anything to talk about. It's not anything, you know, unusual, extraordinary. Everybody must, you know, know the same thing, see the same thing. So why bother? It's like we wouldn't normally start a conversation of me going up and saying, Raphael, do you notice the air? (laughs) (laughs) Are you breathing? You know, things like that. Because those are all assumed. It's, It's obvious there's air. It's obvious we're breathing. If we're not, we wouldn't be talking. <laughs> but on a psychic level, we do the same thing. And one of the things I notice all the time as a teacher, as I've been teaching for all these years, is, oh, what's obvious to me is almost never obvious to most of the people, especially people who are drawn to me. They come to me for you know, learning something, and I'll say something that's, it's to me, it's as obvious as I'm breathing right now, or air is all around us. But to them, what are you talking about? And I realized that's not unique to me. I, I After I recognized that many, many, many years ago, I started to really observe other people and see what's obvious to them. And invariably, what's obvious, what I see as obvious to a certain person, it's not she or he doesn't consider it worth mentioning, worth even thinking about it or meditating on, because it's obvious. I mean, doesn't everybody feel this way? Doesn't everybody see this? Doesn't everybody know this? It's obvious. So they're always looking for something that's not obvious. And they get into effort. They, they're dismissing a huge part of the doorway to get into what they're really looking for, which is something that's not necessarily obvious, something they can learn. So, But we have to start with the very obvious, what's right in front of us, whether on a physical level, right in front of our physical eyes, or on a psychic level, right in front of our spirit eyes, uh, in front of our third eye. What are we already looking at? And so then, the other thing is most people are so full of expectations. Like I mentioned earlier, if you're expecting clairvoyance, if you finally become clairvoyantly clairvoyant, then you start magically seeing auras. That's It could be that way, but it doesn't have to be that way. Sort of like an unfolding. Yeah, it's more of an unfolding. And for most people who've, like Raphael's example is a great one, of you've lived in this house for a long time, but there's a door room you never went in before. Whoa, I didn't even see this before. It's, it's like that. And at first it's like, oh, it could be creepy. What if it's dark and, you know, a lot of cobwebs and, and or some the boogeyman is in there. So you might not wanna you know you're not going oh i don't know maybe i better wait until i have a friend here with me to open that door or you might be very adventurous and go yeah let's find out what's behind that door number four (laughs) and you break it open and then you might be disappointed because 
the, if you're adventurous, you're looking for something exciting, something new, and, oh, the light's not on, and it's dark. Oh, okay, it's just like any other room that's in the dark, and it's cobwebby and dusty, and it's not beautiful, and, okay, that's the first thing you see, and don't get disappointed, because once you turn the light on, you might sweep up the floor, and that's when you start to, what's this uh, floorboard that's loose? You pick it up, underneath it is a treasure, okay? So this is where you have to be like a child, be curious and go, oh, this is, let's see what happens. No expectations. You're innocent, right? You, you start in present time, no expectations, no looking at the What's, what it's going to be like, how it's supposed to be, what's or the right way. what you've read in books yeah. or heard other psychics say. Yeah. I mean, when you read stuff like that, most people generally tend to have expectations. Oh, so far, every clairvoyant I ever read or heard talk talked about auras and colors and brilliant colors and, and spirit flitting around and saying all these amazing things to them. Yeah, that happens too. But there's a lot goes on in the world, in your life, that's not like that as well. So the first thing, what I also notice is once people really start to get to that place of, okay, I'm seeing, all right? I don't necessarily believe it, but okay, he said so. He must know something. <laughs> okay, I'm seeing clairvoyantly already. What am I looking at? What am I seeing? And especially in meditation, again, they might start to see Thoughts and no thoughts and things like that and feelings from the past. Let that pass through. But, again, even those things. If I were to say, give you a pad and pencil and, and you happen to be a pretty good artist, can you draw them? Not really. Not like if, if I said on a physical level, would you draw that chair? Well, even if you weren't an artist, you can draw some kind of semblance of a chair. Because it's a concrete thing that you can identify. You can put your finger on it and say, that is a chair. It's got a beginning to an end to it. But in clairvoyance, you're looking at spirit. You're looking at spirit energy. So you can see energy flow, energy patterns, but you're not going to be able to put your finger on it and go, that's a blah, blah, blah. Huh. Okay. And so most things don't even have words, even if it's a, a type of a structure. Like in India, the seers were seeing this particular energy structure, and they called it chakras in the body. So we have thousands of years of, of this passed down. This, If you end up seeing this disc-like energy spinning in a body, that's a chakra. Oh, so we have a word. We can point at, there's a chakra. But even a chakra isn't as, you know, solid and got a distinct, seemingly a distinct edge like your computer screen has. A distinct edge. Up to here is a screen, and from here is air around the screen. Chakra is like that, but it's not quite as distinct. Ah, there's more... Now, it goes from this energy to this energy. There's not a cutoff point. Okay. So anything in energy, it's not going to have a distinct cutoff point. And it's all one field of energy with different patterns in that field on different dimensions. 
And so clairvoyantly, at first, you might not even have words in your own mind to say, well, this is what I'm seeing. But there's another aspect of seeing, which we call knowing clairvoyance. You don't see in the normal visual way, even though you are seeing the information. But how do you draw? How do you picture information? You really don't. But you know it. And that's the same kind of clairvoyance that all of you, every one of you already uses from time to time where somebody's describing something to you or explaining something to you. And and all of a sudden, you go, I see what you're talking about, right? You've done that before. I see what you're talking about. And, and you literally are seeing the energy and information that that person is trying to convey that could be complicated, but all of a sudden you see the light. You, you seeingly, knowingly go, oh yeah, and this is what you mean. And that person says, yes, you get me, you get me. They get all excited. That's clairvoyant seeing, even if you can't visually describe it. So... Believe it or not, we're already coming to the end of our show. I think we're going to have to have a few more shows about this. You know, we actually have an online course that's uh, pre-recorded from a few years ago that we did called um, Spiritual Tools and Life Mastery Practices. Psychic Tools and Life, life Mastery, Mastery Practices to Live Your Life Purpose. Yes. And um, you might want to check our website for that because we do teach these tools <clears throat> and Opening up your clairvoyance really does involve a lot of your other very subtle psychic abilities that you're starting to tune into. Well, if you're interested in learning much more about your psychic life and learning how to live more intuitively, join us more currently in the greater Los Angeles area at the wonderful Hilton Garden in Calabasas for a very special weekend, December 1st and 2nd. The whole weekend will be for celebrating your psychic life. Michael will teach... Laugh, Love, and Live by Intuition, Psychic Tools for Living a Joy-Filled Life on Saturday. And on Sunday, Reset Your Energy, Light Up Your Life, Awakening Your Clairvoyance and Creativity to Blaze Your Trail. Both of these profound experiential psychic seminars will help you enormously in living your psychic life and progressing on your spiritual path. All details are in the events calendar section of our website, MichaelTamora.com. That's T-A-M as in Mary, U-R-A, MichaelTamora.com. You can sign up online for these classes or call our office at 926-2650 with the area code 530. Next Wednesday on Living the Miracle with Michael and me, we'll ask the question, a good one, do our ET friends need green cards to help earthlings? Can you picture an immigrations officer demanding a huge spaceship to load a load of our extra extraterrestrial friends i'm sorry i'm not doing well on this <laughs> a huge spaceship load of our extraterrestrial friends to present green cards or what he'll depart them or put them in prison how big of a wall would a country have to build on its borders to keep spaceships out haha we'll have fun exploring the topic of the beings who live in places not of this earth Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We are signing off now. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate your joining us today. 
Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.